0: Stop worrying about what's going to happen because when you start thinking about what's gonna happen, your head now goes to the future and then you get this fear factor in, what if it doesn't happen or what do you do or need to do to make it happen?
1: When you're with a prospect, what are you thinking about? Your next question, your next meeting, your weekend plans, or are you fully present in the conversation, listening to what the prospect is saying and learning as much as you can? It all comes down to whether you control your thoughts or your thoughts are controlling you. In this episode, Dan breaks down the problems that arise whenever you're not in the moment and offers practical tips to help you truly show up for every interaction. I'm Kylie Schmitz.
0: I'm Dan Lapin, and this is Breaking Sales, a nonconformist take on rejecting the sales status quo. Join the lapin One Eighty team as we break the tried and died sales tactics and techniques that are failing you and your prospects.
1: All right, Dan, we've got a topic that's been fresh on my brain lately because I read a book on this.
0: What was the book?
1: The Power of Now.
0: Oh, yeah. Eckhart Tolle.
1: Yes. So concept is being present.
0: The uh, infamous trying to be in the moment. It's hard. It's really hard. had an experience recently with my son on that. He um, has a credit card, has a license, and a debit card, and we are always finding them everywhere, on countertops, in laundry, in cars, you name it, he's left them. They're always separate. They're not together. Recently, found his debit card in the washing machine, destroyed. So I asked him for a couple minutes. I said, can we have a little talk? He goes, Sure. So I go, where's your license right now? He pulls it out of his pocket. Okay, great. Where's your credit card right now? He looks at me and goes, I don't know. I think it's in my room. I go, where's your debit card? He had no idea. I go, all right. Instead of telling him what I wanted to tell him, which is you have a brand new wallet. Why aren't you using that to keep all three of these things together and simply putting it in your front pocket? I couldn't do that because that'd be me telling him what to do. I had to stay in the moment. So I asked him, okay, Jack, what is your current strategy right now for remembering and maintaining your license, your credit card, and your debit card? Well, dad, I don't think I have one. All right. I go, how often have you lost your credit card or your license or your debit card? He goes, quite a few times. I said, all right, what do you think you should do moving forward? And at that point, he looks at me and he's like, yeah, dad, I get it. I get it. I said, no, you choose. This isn't up to me. What do you think you should do moving forward? Do you think you should keep the same strategy or should look for a different one? He goes, well, I'm going to look for a different one. I go, great. It was, as a parent, a frustrating conversation that I had to work really hard at of being in the moment with him and allowing him to take it wherever he wanted to go. So that gets us today's topic, being in the moment.
1: How do you define being in the moment?
0: I do think being in the moment is one of the hardest things for any of us to do. I think a great way to look at being in the moment is number one, let go of outcomes and let go of what can happen in the future or your agenda or your expectations. Because once you have an agenda, you're going to follow the agenda. In this instance, with my son, if I truly had an agenda, I would have been pushing him and persuading him to use his wallet. And if I did that, honestly, I might have gotten resistance.
1: Yeah. At the beginning, you could have just said, Jack, why aren't you using your wallet?
0: Right. And I might have had a couple other words I might have thrown in there, but I won't (laughs) share with our audience. (laughs) But when we think about being in the moment, the best way to describe it is let go of the future stop worrying about the outcome of the conversation. Stop worrying about the personal connection that you make with somebody. Stop worrying about what's going to happen because when you start thinking about what's going to happen, your head now goes to the future and then you get this fear factor in what if it doesn't happen or what do you do or need to do to make it happen. So number one definition being in the moment, you got to learn to detach from the future. Number two, you have to think about letting go of the past. You can't be worried about what's happened prior, what's happened before, or what the lessons were learned, or what if this happens again, or the things that you screwed up last time. You cannot worry about that. You just got to be in the moment with the individual. And a good way to know that you're in the moment, it's when you're talking to the prospect, a friend, a family member, or whomever it might be, and you're not critiquing or judging what you're observing or what you're hearing. And you're truly listening for the sake of listening and learning. You're not listening to talk about what you wanna talk about. You're listening just to truly understand what that person has to say.
1: I think we see this in many different ways in business. One, we've all been on a Zoom meeting Where the other person is not an active participant, you can tell. Either you see in the reflection of their glasses another screen toggling back and forth in front of them, they're not looking at the camera, they're not engaged. And then also in sales conversations, a lot of times we listen to respond instead of listening to understand.
0: I think you nailed that. Let's talk about. What does it mean to be in the moment? What does it affect? And then how do you create a process for yourself to get you more back in the moment when you need to be? So impact of being in the moment. Number one, it affects listening. Number two, it affects the questions that we ask. Number three, it affects what we learn. All three of those things, listening, questions, and learning impact Number four, which is the thinking and the perspective of the prospect, which is the most important. So listening, let's talk about that first. If you're in the moment, you're not listening to speak. If you're truly in the moment, you're listening to understand. Let's give an example. Prospect says to you, we've tried something like that before. It didn't work. If you're listening, so that you can determine what's the best path to try to get your prospect to see your value and get you a second meeting, how are you gonna interpret that when the prospect says, we've tried something like that before?
1: Yeah, but this is different.
0: And what are you gonna do as a sales professional?
1: Try to pitch and prove why we're different.
0: You're gonna double down on something. Yeah, this is
1: totally unlike the last time that didn't work out.
0: Yeah, by the way, when you do that, and when you double down on your value proposition or you double down on trying to come up with another different creative way to position your solution, how's that prospect respond? With more resistance. Mm -hmm. If you're in the moment though and you hear, we've tried something like that before, you're going to ask questions.
1: Yeah, what did you try? Tell me more about that.
0: Because you heard them. You're not judging and critiquing the prospect's commentary as good or bad. You're neutral because you're in the moment.
1: If I were judging, I'd say, oh, they've tried this, it didn't work. Shoot, that that's not good.
0: And then you get frustrated and you feel disappointment and you start to scramble in your head like, okay, what do I say next? What do I ask next? Is there a different path I could take them down? Oh no, let me ask this question. Maybe this will help.
1: Yeah, what's my Hail Mary?
0: Yeah, you're Hail Mary, you're scrambling. We've all been there and you don't feel good inside either.
1: No, it feels like it's slipping away.
0: Yeah, your tension rises you're totally out of your game. But if you're in the moment, you're going to ask questions. All right. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Can you share what you guys tried? How'd it go? What do you think worked about it? What didn't? What would you do different right now? There could be another 10 questions you can ask, but when you're not in the moment, you're not going to ask anything. Let's go to the next piece, which is what we're talking about, questions. If you're in the moment, Let's try a different one. And that prospect says, we're outgrowing our current solution. If you're in the moment, what are you going to do?
1: I might think, I need to understand more. Tell me more about that again.
0: There's no good or bad in it yet. You don't know enough yet to be able to define it as good or bad. You're in the moment. So you might turn to that prospect and your questions might be something like, okay. What makes you feel that way? Why do you feel like you've outgrown your current solution? Can you give me some examples? What are your options right now? Is this something that you feel like you should be working on? Is this worth the time and effort to change? What happens if you change it? What happens if you don't? Again, the list of questions can go on and on and on, all because you are sticking to the moment. And you're not worried about whatever an outcome might be or a particular agenda or expectation. You're not allowing your head to go there. What about this one, Kylie? End of the meeting, and the prospect turns and says, Yeah, I'd like to get together again. When can we meet? If you're not in the moment, what are you going to do?
1: How's tomorrow look?
0: (laughs) Right. But if you're truly in the moment and you haven't attached to any outcome, and you've not attached to any particular commentary or anything, what are you going to do? Help me
1: understand what's motivating you to want to talk further. What stood out from our conversation today? Where do we need to continue to dig in further?
0: Simple question. When you're not in the moment, you take the meeting and you run because you got your outcome.
1: Yeah. And you're afraid if, (laughs) if you don't hurry up and take the meeting and run, they may change their mind.
0: But when you're in the moment, you can re-engage that prospect with more depth and truly understand what's on their mind. What are they thinking? Why does that sound like a good idea to them? Being in the moment is one of the most underrated skill sets that you can have as a sales professional. It's one of the most powerful habits that you can bring with you to engage your prospects and clients. Kyle, let's go to the the third one because the third one is the combination of the first two. Listening and learning. The better you listen, the better your questions, the more you learn. Here's the challenge. A lot of people think they learn a lot, but you have to ask yourself, what are you learning? If you're not in the moment, you're learning the same stuff your competitors are learning. If you can be in the moment, you will learn a lot more than any of your competitors, because again, you're listening and your questions are sharper. People often say, well, learning, got it, I get it, Dan. Here's where the fourth component kicks in, perspective and your prospects thinking. Every prospect out there comes into that meeting with a set perspective. It's the culmination of your prospects' opinions, assumptions experiences and viewpoints that they have coming into that meeting with you two out of 10 prospects have already decided to make a change before you show up eight out of ten have not most of those eight out of ten haven't even considered change and don't even believe that change is necessary
1: but probably a good majority of those need to change
0: there's a majority of them that could improve so when we talk about perspective it's very important that if you want your prospects to truly debate the idea of getting better, the idea of making a change, you're going to have to help that prospect change, adapt, or adjust their current perspective. And the only way you can do that is by being in the moment with your listening and your questions so that you can improve your learning.
1: Do you have an example of this, Dan?
0: Yeah, a lot of times our clients have to go through an implementation process with their own clients when they get a new win, when they get a new client. Because of that, a lot of our clients' prospects get caught up in not doing business or not making a change because they start to gain this perspective of how difficult a change might be. And so what they do is, they put change off. So again, our clients experience this all the time where our clients' prospects will put change off because our clients' prospects will have a perspective that an onboarding or an implementation or any kind of change might be too difficult. And so they decide, not right now, let's put that off for a while. That's perspective.
1: I was just talking to one of my producers about this today. He's in final stages. And one of the questions I asked him was, how do they view implementation? And he said, well, they don't have to lift a finger. We're going to do all the work. And I said, right. You know what implementation looks like because you've done this, you know, 100 times over. But what did they think implementation is going to consist of?
0: It's a great point. So Kylie, here's two things we haven't talked about yet. How does not being in the moment affect the sales professional? If you're not in the moment, you're going to feel anxiousness, all right? You're going to feel some some hesitancy. And you know how you're anxious or you're hesitant? Is when your prospect answers a question that you've asked or makes a statement and you use filler words as a response. Anytime you use a filler word, that's got to tell you right there and then you're not in the moment. Your head is probably thinking about where's your next question? What should you ask next? What's that question that you can get your prospect to think about to take them down the path that you want to take them down? When you're pausing to think about what that question is, you'll have a tendency to use a filler word.
1: And what's funny is it's so much easier just to say, tell me more about that than come up with an original
0: question. The other way... You can tell that you're not in the moment is when you're asking questions, but you're linking three or four of them or stringing three or four of them together by the time you finally stop the question. So literally you'll ask one question, but you won't stop there. You'll ask a second question. Then you will kind of ramble for a little bit and maybe ask the third question. Then you'll finally stop. That tells you right there. You're not in the moment because you're not too sure what you want to ask. Your head's going a 1,000 miles an hour. And so you can't succinctly communicate and ask that next one simple question. Because when you're in the moment, you're calm. And you're able to simply ask that one simple question. How else do you know when you're not in the moment? When you feel anxiousness and hesitancy because you're judging and critiquing what's being shared.
1: What does your prospect feel when you're not in the moment?
0: They feel like you're interviewing them or qualifying them with your questions. Your questions skip around to different topics. I've listened to a lot of prospect conversations recently, and most of the time it feels like the sales professional is asking questions to qualify the prospect. And you can tell the prospect feels it and senses it because they give very short, cautious answers. There's no elaboration. There's no depth. Another thing that happens when you're not in the moment, your prospect's going to feel defensive and they're going to feel cautious because of the way you are asking your questions.
1: Well, and if I put myself in the prospect's shoes, why answer the question in depth? Because it doesn't really seem like the sales professional wants to hear my answer or cares what my answer is.
0: So then, if we go back to listening, questions, and learning and perspective, your prospect's not going to engage in the questions. They're gonna give you short surface level answers because your prospect knows that whatever answer they give, you're critiquing and you're judging it. And so they pull back. It's like when I'm talking to my son in that first example, if I'm trying to get him somewhere, he's gonna pick up on that real soon. And he's going to dig his heels in and instead of thinking, in broadening his perspective. He's gonna give me short, basic answers. He might even just go to telling me what he thinks I wanna hear, even though he has no inclination or intentions of ever doing what he's gonna tell me.
1: That's the prospect who accepts a next meeting with you and then has no intention of actually following through with it, and guess what, you get canceled on last minute. Happens a lot.
0: You get pushed two weeks out, two months out, six months out, exactly.
1: Dan, what are the big takeaways for our listeners?
0: The biggest takeaway is learning how to compartmentalize outcomes. You have to learn to detach from those things because if you're hung up on those things, that's all you're gonna listen for. You're only gonna listen for information or answers that get you to where you wanna go and you're gonna miss everything else in that process you have to also stick to what we call high intent, which is the focus of all of your questions should be aimed at how and if you can help that prospect. If you can bring a mindset of detachment, letting go of specific answers and not judging answers as good or bad and letting go of an outcome, and you can bring high intent, which is let me focus on how and if I can help, And is that prospect even ready? If you can bring those things into the conversation, whether it's personal or business, you're gonna find yourself much more in the moment with the person that you're talking to. And if you're more in the moment, it's going to improve your listening, it's going to improve your questions, and it's gonna 10X your learning. The other thing I would add is learning a little meditation five seconds in pause five seconds out five times it is retraining your brain at that moment to let go of all the other crazy thoughts that you have all those distracting thoughts it'll bring you into the moment it'll improve your listening it'll improve your questions
1: Thanks for listening to Breaking Sales. If you want to get engaged with us outside of this podcast, be sure to go to our website, lapin180.com. That's lappin 180com And there you'll find information on upcoming workshops, different events we're doing throughout the United States, ways to engage with us on social media, as well as a form where you can suggest topics or guests for the podcast. We want to hear from you, so don't be shy. Kylie out. All right, do we have another episode?